Garbage Film. The podcast where we like garbage movies and art film. We have seen a lot of bad movies, a lot of great movies, and we're here to say you can have fun watching both. We can, it's true. I am Nick. <laughs> As always, I am Nick, which is <laughs> I mean, true, technically but true. Weird to specify. <laughs> And with me, as always, is my co-host of life and this. You didn't have a second thing. <laughs> nope. Uh, our cat walked by, so I was going to say a co-host of our cat. Aaron. Hi. Hi, Aaron. How are Hi, you Nick. today? I'm, go- I'm doing well. How about you? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm good. I've had a nice week since we last spoke. <laughs> and I look forward to hearing all about it. Brand new for the first time. <laughs> Just a peek behind the curtain. We don't speak to each other the entire week. <laughs> it's a really grim peek. Yeah, yeah. We'd like just. We have a literal curtain, by the way, between <laughs> each half of the house. It's a it's an iron curtain, if you will. <laughs> Is that okay? Is that uh, too soon? <laughs> uh, too soon after the iron curtain of the Soviets. <laughs> oh, I was thinking. Yep. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yep. Uh, speaking of old time history. Ooh, nice. The Segway Master nice segue. is here. Um, <laughs> we are here to talk about, I, I kind of just think of this as, I thought of this, let's say, as an art film, and that's just the idea of it's old and black and white, <laughs> and that usually means it's art. art, or at least that's like, I feel like that's the way that like mainstream like movies today would think of it as like, ah, oh, this old movie. It it's, moves too slow. Everyone's got one of these accents. Even the dames. <laughs> Especially the days. I am speaking, of course, of if this did not give it away. Uh, How could anyone possibly glean any information? Oh, a black and white movie. It moves slow. Of black and white movie. Lots of mid Pacific. I was gonna say Pacific Rim. Transatlantic. Transatlantic. That's. <laughs> The Mid-Pacific Rim accent, uh, which is where you showed Get in the Robot. <laughs> and you talk at exactly the same time and pace as another person. That's a deep cut for those who have seen Pacific Rim. Uh, oh. 2013, I'm going to take a stab at Pacific Rim. I think you're That's not what we're talking about. That's not an art film. Uh, what we're talking about today isn't that divorced from it, though. It's 1933's mm-hmm. King Kong. King Kong. The King of Kongs is here. The kingliest Kong of apes. Yeah. So I'm going to run us down a little synopsis in case you haven't heard of this little movie. Little uh, film, I like to call. Little film, big ape. That, I think that was the tagline, that if I remember right. Line. It is now. <laughs> This was directed by uh, a pair, which you see this, you see this, I feel like before the 60s, you had lots of pairs of people directing. Mm. Closest we get now is like the Coen bros. But uh, this was directed by Marion C. Cooper and Ernest B. Shodesack. <laughs> hey, <I> grow up. <laughs> I know that's the real name, I'm sorry. Uh, this is of course featuring brown, ground groundbreaking stop motion effects by... Uh, I wanted to go, like, I went into this being like, oh, this is a Ray Harryhausen. No, he was like a, an infant. He oh. was in no way involved in this movie, though what? he was inspired by it. Um, I'm learning something new already. Yeah, Willis O'Brien and his assistant animator, Buzz Gibson. Buzz! He was a literal bee, I assume. Uh, <laughs> a bitch? <laughs> 
The yeah, resident bitch animator. Buzz Gibson. <laughs> you got a one. That's why you have two. One's a bitch. One isn't. Gotta earn that explicit tag. Yeah. Uh, so, the rundown. Can I say of, it one more time and then we'll really know? Like, you go into this, you're like, yeah, yeah, big ape. He, he climb, he punch, he yeah. kill. Uh, that's, that's, but there's a lot more plot going on here than I assumed there would be. Yeah. Uh, we a lot follow. More exposition. Yeah, certainly a lot of that. Uh, we follow famed movie producer, director, uh, or a wildlife documentary shooter. It was not clear how it was set up. Uh, Carl Denham, as he convinces a movie crew to go to a place called Skull Island. Uh, but for some reason, no actresses want to go. Can't figure out why. Uh, thus, he literally scours the street to find... He's got, like, a ticking clock of, like, we leave in the morning. We need an actress. Uh, she's got to be like a dame and real snap-tastic. I don't know how you, that was my closest thirties <laughs> guess at uh, lingo. It was uh, perfect. <laughs> they said that many times. It really takes you out of the action. <laughs> uh, and he manages miraculously. He manages to find Anne Darrow, who is. Uh, naturally going to come along. He finds her literally stealing food because she can't afford to eat, so <laughs> what better person to exploit than someone better than like... It really starts out as, like, I know we're supposed to be on the side of these characters, but, like... Are we? Uh, yeah. Is that okay? I got more to talk about that with uh, mm. our, our buddy no Carl later. No doubt. Uh, and speaking of things that you're supposed to like, but clearly no good, uh, Anne and Jack, Jack is the first mate, they somehow fall in love. He um, sucks. He sucks. He sucks on toast. Uh, I, I this it, by modern movie standards, you're like we clearly missed like three or four scenes where they spoke to each other or yeah something. Yeah. Uh, there is a real clip. If you have not seen this movie, you got to watch it for this scene alone. Or I'm sure this is on YouTube. The the real flirty <laughs> scene where uh, Jack decries all womankind. Uh, and then Anne's like, but you don't like me? And he's like, oh, but you're not women. You're not women, though. <laughs> what? It's gross. Um, so this all happens on a boat. Uh, and they arrive at Skull Island, where the racist, but not as racist as I definitely expected. I had my teeth clenched waiting yeah, for it. And I was like, okay. they had The principals were actually black actors, which I know that they're not just supposed to be black people on this island, but it literally was not white people in black faces, which is what I was expecting. Which is a low fucking bar to clear, but they cleared it. They did clear it. Uh, they the These are the indigenous people of Skull Island. The uh, movie crew just kind of creeps up on them and starts filming them. Uh, and turns out they don't like that. I wouldn't like that. It's creepy uh, as hell. Yeah. Especially back then you got the cameras with the little turny. I assume they made like a... <laughs> Like yes. that noise as it's going along, like probably emitted smoke, like it burned coal, like it looks like it burns coal. Yeah, it, this movie camera. There is a stench. Yeah, yeah, is. like a burning sulfur for sure, <laughs> yeah. right? The nitrate. Anyway, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, super explosive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they're they're just filming that, and the Skull Island people who are putting on just a ceremony, mm-hmm. uh, they don't like that. A lovely dance. They yell at the the white people to basically a real, like, get off our lawn. What yeah. are you doing here? What is this? Who are you? Uh, but uh, they managed to glean from their attache who somehow speaks the... <laughs> it's meant to be, like, Swahili or something? Is no, that what it's supposed no, to be? It's like a, no, it's like a... I don't fucking know. He somehow speaks Skull. Uh, <laughs> Skullian. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh... And they managed to glean that uh, the indigenous people don't like that we interrupted their ceremony. It's ruined. We ruined it on them. And they pick up real easy and quick on the fact that uh, the 
indigenous peoples really love uh, Anne Darrow. They're picking up what she's putting down. Mm-hmm. Um, so fast forward a little while, they kidnap her to use this as a sacrifice to their Kong. That's, they being the, the islanders in yes, this case. Yeah. Who have been repeating Kong quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that happens. We have the the Kong coming out. It's a really like it looks pretty good, like by today's standards. It's not terrible. It's got that herky jerky. Like you're never not gonna have that with stop motion, but it it kind of fades into the background after a while. You pretty know? quickly too. Yeah. I feel like, like yeah. okay, great. He's got personality. Like, yeah, comes his little ooks. He yeah. just has a little like as he's walking around. Found it very adorable, very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he wanders off with Anne. Um, and the crew, uh, so like, figure out pretty fast that this is what happened. They are led by Jack, who is very passionately in love with this woman he's had a conversation with. Um, the 30s. He promises to rescue her, and here is where we get the real special effects, like... Bonanza. Bonanza, yeah. Bonanza. Uh, we've got Elasmosauruses, Stegosauruses, Brontosauruses, and a surprisingly high body count, considering that these are all herbivores. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And there's just there's a scene that goes on for too long where they just keep shooting a stegosaurus and it falls down. Yeah. And then it gets back up and they keep getting surprised about it. But yeah, uh, then yeah. we've got like to me this was the highlight of it. We've got a really sweet wrestling match between Kong and a T Rex. Oh, yeah, and like it's really clear like they did a good job communicating. Kong isn't fighting this T Rex because he wants to. He's fighting the T Rex because he wants to keep Anne safe. That came through way more than I was expecting for stop yeah. motion hairy plasticine like. <laughs> Agreed. Yep. <laughs> uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about that wrestling match shortly. Um, the Jack comes along and rescues Anne. We get some flying dinosaurs. Uh, and in their escape, Carl Denham puts his patented sleep grenades to use. Uh, Kong is captured and ultimately makes his big debut on Broadway. Um, they have a Broadway show, which I can't understand what, were you what it is. to see? Yeah, like it's, what was the, the draw here? Like, Abe, big. Come and stare at Abe for six minutes. Pay 30, like $500. Brutal, yeah. <laughs> Middle it of was depression. a depression. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's, that, uh, that's all you got. Yep. You better take it or leave it. <laughs> at one point in the show, uh, Kong interprets photographer is taking his picture as attacking Anne, and he loses his mind quote-unquote saves her, climbs to the top of the Empire State Building, and he gets shot down, as we all know. And the thing that I wasn't expecting was the incredibly awkward final line from Carl Denham that so also delivered weird. Uh, where people it sucks. Are, it's a bad line. People are looking over Kong, and they're like, wow, they shot him, and he died. And <laughs> Carl comes in like, no, no. Twas beauty killed the beast. Who wrote that for you, Carl? You had that ready. <laughs> yeah. You wanted yeah. this to happen. Since he saw the monkeys, or oh, ape, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, come on. Like, I'm pretty sure Beauty's gonna kill this beast. I gotta be ready. Like, no, it was uh, it was the biplanes actually, and the bullets, okay. the <laughs> huge machine guns that <laughs> killed the beast. I read this a lot as Carl absolving himself. Um, oh yeah. Of like, oh, I, I washed my hands of this. I was in no way involved. Gosh, if only he hadn't fallen in love with that lady. <laughs> This never would have happened. No, idiot. He tripped and fell on my sleep grenade. I swear. Yeah, yeah Carl's Carl's a bit of a bit of a character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, what are your thoughts on King Kong? It's great. I was fully, you know, there's there's definitely that um, that assumption that when you go into a movie from, I mean, it's the 1930s. Yeah. The black. I don't know why that's always people's delineator. I don't care. It doesn't. It doesn't really. 
ever matter to me if it's in black and white or not. Like, I love I don't, black I don't, and white. The shadowings it, it, and everything work great. There are, like, there are things that you can do with it that you cannot do with color and vice versa. Like, I don't know why that's the thing that's like, yeah. no pretty colors to look at. Like, it was the, I, don't, I don't fully get that, but I do understand that, like, it was the 1930s and yeah. people were just jazzed to, like, see big on-screen pictures moving. Like, I get it. I get that it had just been, like, you could see it on a little picture box in a tent for the first 20 years of cinema, and now it's like, oh, the silver screen. Like, I get that you could just put anything up there. So I yeah. understand complaints about, you know, pacing and things that people have with older movies. Yeah. This had none of that. Yeah. To be honest, I don't know if this is because you knew what was coming or not, but even the weirdly lengthy exposition <laughs> and the, like, justification of why everybody is where they are when they, when they finally see Kong I was still into it I'm like okay like people's personalities are actually informing the plot and how the how events take place yeah. it's not just placeholder stuff and it's not just like okay just get to the effects <laughs> like yeah it was really engaging in a way that I wasn't expecting I was expecting to look at it and go wow it's funny what passed for effects and I also expected it to be like okay King Kong we will get six minutes or yeah. so of ape and like no there's a solid like 45 minute yeah. Kong fight his way through the jungle. He does. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, it's like I wasn't. I wasn't expecting his fighting to be as brutal as it was. It's so funny. So it's. it's uh, do I have this right that like the the choreographers or like the director and somebody else are the two directors? Rest- they're were, both. Yeah, they're both professional wrestlers. I could have or, that like, wrong. Amateur wrestlers, but or that's something. what I remember. At least okay, one yeah. of the directors, but because they were like, no, no, like this, and then they just yeah. like wrestled each other. Yeah, they literally performed the wrestling match, and so there are a lot of like I'm not. I don't know wrestling terms, Nick. You can jump in on the knees for me but like lots of like they've they've got him in like you know kong has opposable thumbs so he obviously is the has the advantage here mm. but like lots of you know headlocks and lots of like what's the thing where you like headlock somebody and then you like pull them out from from under you kind of thing uh, whatever the, the rolly it's one it's a mean one it's a mean one <laughs> That really mean move. Oh, like like a hip toss, yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, like, wow, someone went through and choreographed this fight. Yeah. You can very... And it, it weirdly lends a sense of scale to it. Yeah, it doesn't feel... Plasticine models. Like, it's really cool. You'd think that, like, oh, I can tell that, like, this is small, or I can tell that Mm -hmm. they did this in such a way that they were... They only had, like, humans to use for scale. Yeah, Like, it feels like, oh, these are big... Friggin' monsters. And part of the reason why I think that, like, the the process shots with Anne in the foreground and the monsters fighting in the mm-hmm. background, they they are very convincing. Like, yeah. surprise, like, alarmingly you know, it convincing. it doesn't take you out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's got a sense of, like, they, they understood how to make things feel like they have weight mm. and, like, and, and velocity. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of inertia, you know? Yeah, and, like... Kong struggling to break the T-Rex's jaw. Like, he, mm-hmm. he works on that thing. For, like, he goes for it. It and takes him, like, like, four or five tries or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely the highlight of, like, that's that movie might be the most brutal <laughs> yeah. Kong for just, like, viciousness of kill. Yeah. Like, he grabs, he grabs the skull and crushes it in on itself and then rips it off the bottom. Like... <laughs> Holy it's shit, yeah. Man. We were doing like oh ah yeah. ooh, while we were like it felt like, like we were watching WWE. Yeah, we may not know wrestling terms, but I can absolutely confirm that that is like grudge match behavior. Like mm-hmm. he's running to that T Rex before. He's like, you're not getting <laughs> not this my, time. You got my first eleven blonde women, <laughs> yeah. not this one. I'm keeping this 
this one. <laughs> and yeah, it is like there is a certain, like you were saying, there's a certain sense of like Kong is on the defensive for a lot of it. And the T-Rex yeah. is like, oh, like easy, easy lunch. Yeah. And then he, Kong just has enough. And he just rips the fucking skull. Punches off. its head in, breaks yeah. its jaw. It's brutal. It is brutal. It's well done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I was expecting the like, the the city portion, like the end part. It's only like... 10 minutes or something? It's so weird how little of it it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know Which what? I like. The other main thing that I wanted to mention is I, like, we have this thing now of, like, oh, King Kong is, like, one of the good monsters, kind of. Like, <laughs> oh, he's just misunderstood yeah. or something like it's that. It's not his fault. Uh, which I feel like a lot of the other King Kongs do that. King's Kong do that, sorry. Um, it's like Surgeon's General. Uh, a lot like of the. Surgeons. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they both use scalpels. Um, it's like. Yeah, I was expecting it to be much more like, he's conflicted. He's no, he's just a monster. He eats people in this. Mm-hmm. Like, he chomps them down. Mm-hmm. Both uh, indigenous people, uh, white hunters, people in New York, he eats them all. He yeah. gives them a monster. They're just animals. Yeah. Like, quite brutal for the time. And, like, that was cut out for back then uh, after people were like, oh, this is a lot. <laughs> but get it today and you'll get to see it. Hurrah. <laughs> Finally. The yeah. way it was intended with... Full of violence. Some other things I wanted to make sure that you knew. We haven't really talked about it uh, mm-hmm. too much. Uh, well, one thing we've talked about. Uh, rightly so, this is kind of treated as the first action blockbuster, like mm-hmm. adventure really? flick kind of. Like, those kind of existed already. Like, uh, there's a reason that Carl Denham is like a wildlife photographer mm. slash I was going to say maker. there was this like, wow, see exotic lands and faraway places that you wouldn't have, right? Yeah, like that is... Use the movies to go abroad. Yeah, so there'd be, like, movies where there's, like, a thin narrative, but it would basically be, a, like, we're going to Africa and look at let us exploit these things. It's just planet Earth. Yeah, <laughs> planet Earth, but very bad. Um, so this had, like, a much more narrative focus, and, like, the monster is obviously a big deal. Um, uh, so, like, it's no surprise that, like... W- you can fast forward, like, 30 years, and people are still trying to remake the same idea of it. There's so many, like crappy B-movies, and it's neat to see the, like, oh, this is what they're all based on. Uh, we already talked about them wrestling for the crew, uh, but I like that showed Sack, uh, he went on to direct a sequel that same year, so they really churned this thing out, oh, right. called Son of Kong, about an albino ape that everyone just kind of assumes is Kong's son. It's awful, and I really want to watch it. Um, but the thing that I wanted to mention had to do with Marion C. Cooper. Uh... <laughs> So Carl Denham is treated really weird in this movie where he's like kind of a hero at first, but then just kind of a plot contrivance. But then in the end, you're kind of like, yeah, that guy certainly was important or something. (laughs) He was there. He was there. Uh, But if you run down Carl Denham's like credits at the beginning of this movie of like a wildlife photographer, that's an explorer, that photographs that like all of his things that he's known for, that's what Marion C. Cooper's career was until that moment. So he is, it's all autobiographical. That's so weird. Which, like, leads me to this thing of, like, was he, was this some weird guilt he was working through of, like, oh, I gotta put on screen that, like, oh, you know, at what cost do we... I didn't want to hurt the animals. Or was, yeah, or was he, like, so numb to it that he was, like, and this is a great thing, and everyone will think that Carl is a hero. Like, I don't know. I don't know. What's the biggest I can go on this, like, yeah. exploitative practice? That people look at Carl Denham and be like, that guy's cool. I'm gonna hire him for more things. Yeah, it's a real, yeah, at best a question mark. At best. Yeah, at best. Yeah. At best. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, so I just wanted to make sure, because I, I think that, that that certainly plays into the thematic stuff I was picking up on, because I was mm. watching that guy and like, this is he's not a protagonist, he's not an antagonist, he's just tagging. He's a tagonist. He's <laughs> tagging. I like it. Okay, well, yeah, what's your, what's your big takeaway? Uh, well, it's, I feel like it's hard to get too in the weeds on it because it's, because it is such a formative movie. It really, mm. to me, is just the straight up, like, it, well, two things. We're robbing the natural ro- world. That's very obvious that comes through. And, like, the indigenous peoples aren't painted as bad in this, I don't think. They're not treated well. They're not painted as much of anything. Yeah, they're just like, they exist, yeah. is kind of it. Whereas I feel like a lot of the things that you and I are used to seeing in exploitative cinema is like, oh, these natives are stupid and bad. And yeah. here it's just like, oh, we wandered into their home. They didn't like us videotaping us. They write, they like, the worst you could say is maybe it's a little uh, disproportionate. But they like, they respond to be like, you ruined our thing, we're going to ruin your thing. Like, at worst you can just say, like, here's a, a, a competitive faction. And then they just kind of like melt away, which is not... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're not dehumanized, but they're not really humanized either. (laughs) It is literally just plot device. Yeah. Yeah. So... I will say, though, if I can interject one thing, there is... I, another thing I enjoyed about it is this sense of like there's history here it's mm. not just ah I the white person I'm discovering this for the first time I'm the discoverer there's this mm. like oh holy shit like look at all look like this is an elaborate ceremony mm. there are costumes there are dances we interrupted something important to them yeah. like there's a value system that you can see and there's also just like there's this sense that it's very not precarious exactly but that we wandered into something important mm. instead of just like look at how silly their little ritual is like it, yeah. there's there's a real sense of like danger and they don't do the the expo- the uh, expositiony thing like they don't they don't um take the time to have a stupid character that the Carl Denham turns to and like, no, no, poor dumb Billy. They're doing this because right. of, it's some sort of mating ritual. Like they, yeah, they, they don't know. They skirt they that know. a little bit. Like they do a bit of like, Kong, eh? Yeah. What's this? You sure are saying Kong a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, we as the audience just get to figure out as everything unfolds. It's great. Yeah. Uh, and as it unfolds, I just want to say there's two things that I think are great. Uh, Kong smashing through the doors when he's chasing after Anne toward the end. Just great effect work. So really, good. really good. And the build-up to Kong arriving, it's really good. Like, it's, it's really effective. Cool. Yeah. That set looks great. The, like, process shots that they add together set looks great. looks great. This totally feels like something out of a, like, you know, th- this is, like, when you were still making movies like Cleopatra. Where yeah. Where it was like, okay, well, we're going to film, you know, the tombs of Egypt. Build me some Egyptian tombs, and yeah. I mean that. Build them. Get me some slaves. Get me 1,000 slaves. Like, yeah, yeah, there were, you know, they went for it. The set design is super cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, Very cool. Like, Skull Island is so, like, I don't even, I don't really remember what the Broadway show setup looked like. Oh, like, yeah, I don't yeah. really remember, you know, but yeah, that that whole, like, Skull Island looks awesome. Yeah, the like, the messed up biome kind of comes mm-hmm. across. It's great. And the, uh... Very out of control. <laughs> I, uh, just the, the, the lead up to Kong arriving, that Max Steiner score, like, he... He went for it. Yeah, like, that music really just holds you down and punches you in the ears. <laughs> <laughs> it really... You like that? Yeah, it's really, like, it's, well, I mean, you know, if the, this is, like, 
an action blockbuster, one mm. of the first, like, it's such a big contributor to that. Yeah. It really is. Like, it's this holistic, you know, Wagnerian experience where yeah. you have to have all pieces for it to really become, like, an emotional experience as well. Yeah. Know? And but by the end, like, I will say by the end, I'm like, okay, wait, cut, calm down. All right. I fine. get it. It's, he's an angry ape and he's smashing us up. Uh, uh, sorry, not subway. Above ground rail system. <laughs> Just, yeah, uh, they hate that train. Uh, but I got off track. I was talking I'm about sorry, yes. my uh, the just the like robbing nature. That's the big thing, and the like. I just have the phrase "ambition is a fifty foot gorilla running through New York." <laughs> like that, just what unbridled ambition does to a world. Yeah, and that's one of those things where, like, because of Marion Cooper's history, I don't know if that's a, is that his guilt coming through on purpose? Is he like, ah, I've mm-hmm. ruined things, or is it just him being like? You know, it'd be great if somehow ambition ruined things. Like, Wouldn't it be crazy if stuff was bad that I did? Anyway, it's sure not. <laughs> yeah. Those are the, the just the two core things for me. How, how yeah. about yourself, Erin? I mean, yeah, that's, you know, ruining the natural world. Absolutely. Part of it in a very, like, super text way. There's no, <laughs> there's no subliminal messaging yeah. about that it's bad to rip a natural resource from its, you know, it's part of the ecosystem. Kong um, is our greatest natural resource. Yes, <laughs> yes. And Kong is finite. Kong is a finite resource. True. He can only kill so many dinosaurs that turn into fossil fuels. <laughs> oh, that's what is... Okay, that's what <laughs> I get it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it really is like there's that part of it, but then there's also the. It's not even the the that they were setting out to ruin Skull Island. It's that they were setting out to make money, and literally hmm. anything that comes into your path, if you start with that, like, oh, this project has to make money, you're gonna uh. see anything that comes your way as a resource to be exploited, hmm. and the like, the commercialization of nature. Not even the, oh, you completely obliterated the ecosystem. Like, now dinosaurs are going to eat all those islanders or whatever, right? (laughs) Oh, Um, yeah, those doors are open. Yeah, they're open, and there's no one to rip heads off of (laughs) T-Rexes. You're screwed. Those (laughs) islanders are no more, for sure. Son of Kong, he's there, canonically. (laughs) Apparently, yeah. (laughs) Is it canon? Do they admit to this? Yeah. We got Um, Shodzak on the... (laughs) Shodzak on the case. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry, no, no, that's okay. Yeah, so it's just, you know, the money glasses mm. of like, hey, stop looking at everything as a money generator. Yeah. Even if it doesn't hurt anybody, it's still just a bad way to approach things. Well, it's the we talk about this all the time because we're crazy leftists. <laughs> uh, just the, um, I was going to say unbridled capitalism, but specifically the infinite growth model yeah that's what it feels like yeah yeah and i feel like that that really ties into i feel like my thing is like halfway between your two things where Mm. the big takeaway for me is just the hubris of like i wandered into this place Mm. i will not so i i am gonna see carl as an antagonist i'm gonna i'm gonna take it one step farther well yeah into a place he didn't know what he was doing but he was like i'm pretty sure i have a good idea pretty sure i'm not only the expert but i'm owed everything here Yeah. yeah i'm gonna take this because i want it therefore I should, it's good that I should take it because to satiate my wanting it. Yeah. Done. And I mean, like, that is obviously what most people took for the 70s King Kong, which we will never speak of. Oh uh, my God. It's like a greedy oil executive as the Carl Denham type. Yeah, it's like a cartoon of this. Yeah, Yeah. and the Carl Denham type named Carl Denham in the Peter Jackson (laughs) King Kong is like, he starts out like, 
you can sympathize or empathize with him, but by the end, you're yeah. like, oh, you're garbage. Yeah. Oh, this sucks. You're, you're disgusting. Manipulating. Yeah. 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 It's uh, it certainly has the time to take you on that ride, that three-hour King Kong movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's, uh, to me, just like right away, the, the fact that he was like, ah, people, I'm going to film them. Like, that was his first thought was like, how can I commercialize this? Yeah, it's like, the he's, sl- he's just the slowly antagonist. starting his camera. Yeah, I'm hoping nobody notices. It's funny. It's really like... Click, it's the click, Shaun click, of the click, Dead, click, click, Nick click, Frost, click, click. Yeah, uh, turning slowly his slowly winding the camera yeah. to take it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with like with hubris, just as a, a an, classic, an umbrella. It's a classic. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. You, there's no way that you can go into this. You can't just discover something and then understand how to use it. Mm. You can't even, your mindset is such that you never considered not using it. <laughs> yeah, like it, there You're was no so question. You're so one track, yeah, yeah, that it it will, it will, you know, destroy you or someone you love or a bunch of New Yorkers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so ultimately I'd say we both would recommend this movie, mm-hmm. especially if you know that it's racist and misogynist going in. You can, like, temper that and just kind of like, oh, oh. oh. Oh the 30s when it comes by. It's weirdly, it's that like next level of subdued racism and mm. misogyny where you almost, yeah, I don't, yeah. Jack Driscoll is a mess. <laughs> Just an angry sailor, maladjusted person. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't even know where to start with that. Uh, it's yeah. just a lot. It's just, it's funny because it's pre-code, which yeah. was 1934. So it's like got this like, it's doing misogyny and racism in a non-prescribed way. Like, yeah, it's true, really actually. thinking outside the box with them and making it much more subtle. But yeah. uh, just you said, I got to draw attention to one other thing. Just literally cackling out loud when Jack Driscoll is rec- uh, rescuing Anne and they're like going down a vine to escape from King Kong, who's being attacked by pterodons. Oh, right, And yes. King Kong just, like, grabs the vine and hauls them back up. So, so funny. funny. <laughs> it's it's a like, legitimately comic moment. I love it so much. Yeah. And they do it again in one of the other... I think the 2005 remake, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Less so funny, funny in that version. Yeah, that's but. true. He just looks over, like, they have this bright idea, like, oh, he's distracted by this battle with the pteranodon or whatever. We're going to escape off this cliff down this vine. And then Kong just, hey, stop it, stop it. <laughs> and then he starts hauling them back up. <laughs> It's so good. So that's our kind of takes on it. And uh, now it's time for a segment to be named later. So let's each use this movie to program a double bill, complete with our little marquee title, which I forgot to think about. Um, So you'll be getting... (laughs) (laughs) Marquee titles on the fly. Maybe that's the thing that it becomes. It is fully improv. Uh, Do you want to go first? I can't remember who went first last time. Uh, you went first last time. It doesn't matter to me though. You're okay. the you're the host. Oh God. Uh, which means you get to decide. Who oh first. yeah, I was gonna say which means I'm the hog, so I get to go. Well, now we're talking too much about it, so I'm just gonna go. This is a Canadian podcast. Arguing about who's gonna go first and wasting everyone's <laughs> time. <laughs> um. So my choice. So running down, I was yeah, ambition and the robbing of the natural world to sate that ambition, or kind of using the natural world as a as a, a, an expression of your ambition Mm, um, made me go with which what will seem like an obvious choice when in choosing the less obvious of the obvious choices my obvious choice is I forgot to write down the the year of this movie but The Lost World colon Jurassic Park Yes, yes, yes. Uh, which have you seen this sequel? I I know that I have. It's the it's the first like the first reboot that they did with like Bryce Dallas Howard and. Oh and, no no no! This is oh, the, the one after that. No no no! Going further back, this is from nineteen ninety seven. This is the direct sequel to Jurassic Park. Uh, 
yes, starring Jeff Goldblum. Uh, so 1997, Jeff Goldblum and Julianne Moore. We got a Pete Postlethwaite in there. You love to see it. I love to say it. <laughs> okay, I do. I I know it exists, and I know I've seen it. I fully. The only thing that I remember about it is that I went, "Oh, hey, that's the TTC." When he's like <laughs> on the subway at the beginning, I was like, "I recognize that," well, and that's it. That's that all. That is I got. a fierce specific that I do not remember. <laughs> uh, we got Richard Attenborough. So like, not this is. It is, it's Steven Spielberg still, so, like, it is it is a full-assed sequel. Um, part of the reason that this sequel came about is because Michael Crichton wrote a full-assed sequel to Jurassic Park. Now, this book, the book The Lost World and the movie The Lost World have virtually nothing to do with each other. There's no similarities whatsoever between oh. them, but... That's beside the point. Just giving a disclaimer that I know that, so don't tell me. Uh, <laughs> Shut up about it. Um, so the general outline of The Lost World, colon, Jurassic Park. Um, oh, the movie. <laughs> is that uh, I think it's Vince Vaughn and Pete Postlethwaite are oh going to go to the, not the main island of Jurassic Park, but the 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 farm island where they raise all the baby dinosaurs. Uh, and then they'd ship them from that island to the park. That was kind of the setup that, that they are... Oh, is that why they're they're forcing, they're like unboxing a velociraptor in the first scene of this Jurassic Park? This is the retroactive explanation, yes. Oh, so cute. Okay. Jurassic Park, that's also why there's not as many dinosaurs that you see in Jurassic Park. Because the Lost World is just like, we are literally letting them run free. There's no real gates or anything. There's a little bit of it. Like, we try and keep the carnivores kind of away from the herbivores. <laughs> but not really. We're just letting... I can't... It's either... I believe that they just let nature reclaim it. So it's like a couple years after the first... So they have Ontario's approach to pandemic control <laughs> is what you're telling me. Like, well, we'll try and keep them apart. Yeah, literally na- <laughs> Ontario's approach. Matter. Let life find a way. <laughs> Or not, Somehow. in many cases. Somehow life will find a way. Right. Uh, so, the reason I'm choosing this over the original Jurassic Park, because original Jurassic Park, it's literally, I am... It's the text. Yeah, it is the text. And it's the text here, too. But this is much more of a, like, here is a natural order that's kind of removed from the rest of the natural mm-hmm. order, but it's figured its own ecosystem mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. It's doing fine. Mini ecosystem? Yeah. The only reason that there's, like, a cold open to it, the only reason that they wind up going to the island is because, like, our rich family's daughter gets eaten. Oh, it's a lawsuit, right? Jeff Goldblum is on the train on the way to a lawsuit. Is that what it is? That's, I think, what oh, it is. Oh, God. I don't remember the setup to this, other than, like, it's really, like, Jeff Goldblum and Julianne Moore have a, like, past, a sexual okay. past. Oh, but they, did, did they have a daughter? They do, who I believe is an adopted daughter. There's there's too many specifics. That's yeah, that's, it, it really seems like something's going to be important yeah. in each of the, it's fine. But okay. the important thing about her is that she does gymnastics, but she uses to kill a uh, velociraptor. Yes. I mean, um, I, the first thing I thought of when you said <laughs> gymnastics was she's going to use it to kill anyway, I'm not going to go down a whole run of the Lost World Jurassic Park. Uh, <laughs> this is a podcast on its own. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but just to hit the big notes, we're going into a, a an ecosystem that exists on its own, and it's doing fine without people mm. involved. Don't get people involved. <laughs> Stop it's, it. Stop they that. Can't, they can't leave. They're on an island near nothing. The only way they could leave is if you brought them a boat. Which is the plan. <laughs> they go to the they island. They on purpose. Yes, they go to the island to capture animals. At least take a chopper? Like They I do. Mean, no, they do. They okay, get, this is right, like, okay. this is, it's got that like 90s veneer of like, capture ooh, animals. corporations with their fancy mm. technology. But they're going to get, it's a real Noah's Ark deal. They're going to get like a pair of virtually every species to bring okay. back to the mainland for a reason I can't remember. I think that they're opening a park in San Francisco. This is Jesus what I want to say. But 
this is the the reason that I we finished King Kong and I was like, oh yeah, it's like the Lost World colon Jurassic Park. Grim. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a special effects extravaganza. Mm, um, quite, quite. But the the upshot of the entire plot is it's not quite the same. But the idea is uh, the what are they called? InGen is the corporation. Yes. They um, either they yeah they they cut out because it turns out dinosaurs can defend themselves somehow. <laughs> Uh, loads of deaths. pointy ends. Yeah. <laughs> and even the blunt ends are doing a lot no, of work. That's true. That's um, true. But they do manage to capture a baby T-Rex. Good. And they bring it back. And they also bring back a mama T-Rex. So... Because <laughs> you gotta... Because we're coming... We're just showing what humans can do. This is sure, like... Sure. Look what we did. Just we, because your science is good, etc., yeah, etc. Exactly. Text of the first movie. Yep. Uh, and then um, it's not New York, it's San Francisco, I believe. Uh, the mother T Rex goes on a rampage. Oh, they pull a Dracula, don't they? The ship lands in the harbor and everyone's oh, like, yeah. where are all the crew? Yes. And somehow yeah. a T Rex got like on a dock. It locked itself in the hole? No, no, no. They, they did bring it back. Uh, okay, all right. But, but like. All the crew is, like, the boat comes into harbor and, like, wow, all the crew's dead. And there's a huge gaping hole in the boat and no other sign. Like, it's foggy. Somehow you missed the building-sized monster trauma. Just dog paddling for its life <laughs> down the bay with His its tiny hands. arms. We deserve uh, that movie. Yeah. Uh, there's, that's a real scene, like, footage not found moment. <laughs> Of like, don't worry about it. It's it happened. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, T-Rex smash up uh, San Francisco. So we got we got the on-island ambition forcing the humanness on the natural world mm-hmm. and then robbing the uh, heck out of that place yeah. and uh, putting it on display, showing how great we are. And then lots of people die. Yep. I think that you watch King Kong first because it, it is great, but it will test your patience a little bit more being an older movie, just pacing and such. You say that, but... But then you just, like, you throw on Lost World, colon, Jurassic Park, and you just have, like, a drinking game for every time somebody gets chomped. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, like, creative deaths, if I remember right. And, like, it's just, you're just watching Julianne Moore and Jeff Goldblum run around in a jungle. Two hot people just being hot in the jungle. For nothing else, yeah, sure. You deserve it. (laughs) Treat yourself today. So I'm going to call this double feature uh, Ambition Alley, because it's uh, gross like an alley, uh, but <laughs> right out the gate. Uh, but I guess that's the only thought. It's gross like an alley, and there's ambition there. It will lead you down a path where you'll get shift at the end. Yeah, there and yeah, yeah, path of doom. There, you could turn around at any point, and yet you won't. And you won't. Yeah, because yeah. then it would not make you money. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Nice ambition alley. Ambition alley. I like that. I just like alliteration. Uh, that's what I like about it. Now, please take it away. Yet, I will. Yeah, okay. So mine, I'm going in a little bit of a different direction than yours because in your pairing, um, King Kong is like the art film. Oh, yes, yes. Jurassic World is the... um, The Lost World, colon, Jurassic Park. I really, I hear static every time you say it, so I'm never going to remember. Yeah, your eyes keep rolling back in your head. It's weird. keep speaking in tongues. Um, That's my activation phrase. (laughs) I'm going in a little bit... Well, okay. In my opinion, I'm going in a little bit of a different direction. You can judge this for yourself. You, the listener. <laughs> um, so the the thing that I'm taking away from King Kong 1933 to make this double bill today is the idea that you are unprepared. You are walking into something mm-hmm. that, if you stop to think about it, you should have you should realize you have no idea what you're doing. 
like maybe you could be forgiven at first for thinking like, okay, this is something that I have a handle on and I've, I've got a plan and the plan will go well. I just have to like stick to my guns about mm. it. And it should become very uh, obvious very quickly that that's not going to be the case <laughs> and you should have abandoned it. You should have just accepted it as a natural mystery and never gone back. But your eyes are dollar signs, so you're blind. Yes, you have cartoon dollar <laughs> signs for eyes or you just, you just are like, no, I'm going to, like the hubris, mm, right? Like yeah. I'm going to be the one to... Blah, blah, blah. So in that vein, taking that as the common linking theme, I'm going to choose Annihilation 2018 oh. by Alex Garland. By Alex Garland. Directed by Alex Garland. Um, <laughs> Which is sounds like a book report. Yeah. Well, it, it was is, a book. It was a book. And of course, now I'm blanking. I love the book very much, but I read it like quite a few years back and now I'm blanking on the author. Isn't it Alex but, Garland? Um, no, it's not. No, oh, no. yeah. That's the director. Um, Directorman. Yeah. Directorman. I can look that up while you... If uh, you wouldn't mind, that would yeah. be amazing. Um, so all I can think is Johan Mai, but that's a guy who writes trombone concertos. That's not right. Um, <laughs> don't know why that's... Both are right. horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Both body horror in the extreme. Um, so yeah, they, I'm, I'm taking Annihilation for it. It took me a while to kind of land on, but mm. then I was like, oh, Annihilation is just a dialed up horror version like the movie Annihilation is the dialed up horror version of King Kong in that sense where you're stepping into a world where like it looks like what you'd expect and then it it, it, it and it isn't it turns mm. out not to be and there were many points where you should have been like wow nope no thank you but this combination of like greed or you know, wanting to escape your past. That's mm -hmm. a big one for like the director. And again, this is a, this is kind of, it diverges um, from the book, but the movie version is like the director wants to go in for like, she has one last mission in her and mm -hmm. like, you know, um, or, or you're searching for someone or something or like meaning, or you're just trying to like, you're trying to exert control over a natural phenomenon. Yeah, you're trying to apply a human scope to a thing that can't have a human scope. Exactly, and you are unwilling or unable to realize that you are not equipped to do it. <laughs> and it has really bad consequences. Yes, and I really like the, the monster design in both is such a draw. Yeah. Um, I will I will give it a little asterisk to say that like the book version of I book version the book <laughs> the source material <laughs> the novelization um, <laughs> is much much uh, stronger on the psychological horror right um, than on the like body horror well, and the monster to, stuff harder to translate to the screen I feel like for sure and I totally you know I get it I saw this I'm gonna be annoying about this I saw <laughs> Annihilation before it came out um, Tiff was doing a screening mm. with Alex Garland that's right in attendance yes um, uh, shout out to my buddy Pedro who gave me that ticket um, it was great thanks Pedro thanks Pedro it was nice to meet you that one time <laughs> you're the best um <laughs> And Alex Garland was like, yeah, I read the book. I loved it, obviously. But I didn't go back and, like, write my script based on it. I read, I wrote my script based on the feelings I had and, like, the, the journey I went on while I read it. Mm. And, yeah, I love that. I love that idea. It almost, it's this, like, meta commentary for me on the, on the movie itself because it has this, like, you're not, you're literally not able to translate what you're reading or seeing mm. in the natural world right. to something that, that matches with your experience. And in both cases, like the scientists in, a, in Annihilation, the, t the team, mm. and the 
movie crew. Explorers. <laughs> yeah, Explorers yeah. slash The gaffer crew. and best boy. <laughs> the grip. <laughs> um, Should have had a better grip on that log. Is there a log? When uh, King Kong shakes the log and they fall down. Oh, that's right. Spiders. Okay, sorry. Bug yeah. hole. <laughs> Stop saying bug hole every day. It's really bringing me up. Um, well, yeah, bug hole. Um, I forget where I was going. With this. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, basically just saying like, wow, I don't get it. The problem must be it, not yeah. me. And just forging ahead anyway. But I'm doing everything right. Yeah. Again, this like, well, I want to study it or I want to kidnap the ape. So I'm I'm going to. And if something goes wrong, it's the fault of everything around me yeah. for not realizing that I wanted to do it. <laughs> and obviously there's more like there's more conflicting motivations and things in Annihilation. They're all there for different reasons, like different personal reasons. It's not just like money, but it is mm. this thing of like, how could you possibly expect to measure or contain or control natural this you, you encounter these like ultra natural phenomena Ooh. you have no framework of understanding for but you're like well it's worked for me so far <laughs> and you forge ahead and then you turn into half a bear like that's your that's your reward or you know yeah. you just the l train gets destroyed or whatever mm. they're not in chicago i forget what train it is it doesn't matter new york train yeah <laughs> And like, yeah, just the idea of, oh, I, I also really like the idea of coming out. This is more like the influence of Annihilation on King Kong than vice versa. But mm. like um, the idea of coming out of it, like you can never unlearn or unknow or unsee the things that you saw. Yeah. And in Annihilation, quite literally, like they're, they might not be the same person, spoilers, who came <laughs> out of the Shimmer. And, like, Anne Darrow is never going to be, like, psychologically okay. Well, I feel like the Peter Jackson King Kong does, the, like, takes that reading, too, where Jack Black makes yeah. all this idea of, like, oh, we need to show that there's wonder and mystery and that there, we haven't found everything yet. Mm -hmm. Like, that that's, in, in this case that you're talking about, that's the, like, the result of the journey, whereas... Yeah. Uh, Jack Black, Carl Denham is like going in to be like, this is what I want the result to be. Like he's yeah. trying to force that thing to happen. Yeah. yeah. And and this very like, again, text in the King Kong version, but this <laughs> idea of like, yes, I need to prove that there's still wonder and mystery so that I can sell it. <laughs> and like, it's a little bit that with Annihilation, but it's more just the, the personal satisfaction of like, I'm going to understand it. I'm going to be the first one to be the understander. <laughs> no, you're not. You're going to die, actually. Yeah. You're going to turn into trees or a bear or get eaten like by that coral, weird croc. That, turn into coral, those people that like... Yeah. 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 And just this idea of like, wow, you can never go back. Like, you can never unknow that stuff. Mm. And like, probably a lot of the shimmer is ruined as a result. And Skull Island is definitely ruined oh, as Skull a result. Like, for, what, for what reason? Like... You didn't. You didn't get anything out of it. Your hubris was so great that you knowingly destroyed, like. Yeah. I guess in Annihilation, it's more of a like you destroyed your marriage than it is like a you know. It's the most less... powerful thing in the world. <laughs> the human marriage. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's my tenuous connection, but it's, it is my, like, they, I, I fully believe that King Kong was meant to be, like, a horror movie in a yeah. sense, like, you know. I feel like you got up. the, like, for the 30s, you got the 
friggin' ape stomping humans into mud. Like, that's horrifying back then. Yeah. Like, the, the scariest thing before that is the train that comes at the screen. <laughs> and you jump out of the way because you're like, ah! We had 20 years of just people in ball gowns. Just nothing scary. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and I'm going to call... Oh, oh, I had a good thing and now I forget it. Think on that for a second while okay. I, I just want to throw out... I love all those connections and, like, I really see that. Like, I feel like... Mm. Now that we've seen King Kong, I recommend to take King Kong where you work or bank because uh, it. a lot of other movies make... It's not that they didn't make sense before, but they make sense now. Like, just like, oh, I get what the kernel of the idea of this was. Like, you can see King Kong happen mm-hmm. and then, like, six iterations of it and then you get Annihilation. Like, that feels like a straight line to me. Like, yeah. that, that feels right. And yeah. also the surface level me is like, eh, I like that connection because... Annihilation biome is fucked up too. I like fucked up biomes. Fucked up biomes. That's a whole genre. I'm all about it, it should be a whole genre. Yeah. And honestly, I there are things I don't like about Kong Skull Island. Skull Island is the thing I love yeah. about Kong Skull Island. It like, is so cool. I would just just watch, just film that, just make that. Yeah. Just show me Kong running around fighting weird squids. Weird squids saving giant muskox. Yeah. Is I that love a them. water buffalo? Whatever that is. Yeah. Marsh ox. I will call him. He has a name. He has like an in-universe name. Oh. I forget what it is. It's cute. Jeff. <laughs> Tandy. <laughs> yeah. Tandy the ox. Tandy the muskox. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, I remembered my I remembered my things. Yeah. It's gonna be my double bill of Annihilation 2018 and King Kong 1933, almost a hundred years apart, which oh. is bananas. It's gonna be called Behind the Wall. Oh. Oh. <sighs> You like that? I do like that. Yeah, sweet. It's got a real like. A little bit in his chair. <laughs> it's that. got you want to peek over the wall to see what it is, but it's a mystery and it's scary. So exactly. Don't, don't do it. But then the yeah, they're they're gonna do it. Spoiler. <laughs> Please don't sue us, Pink Floyd. Oh no! Uh, uh, parody, parody, satire. Just <laughs> <laughs> cut this clip down to ten seconds and it'll be it'll come in under the wire. Uh, yeah. Loverly. Well, I hope that this has inspired you to check out 1933's King Kong Do or it. or The Lost World Colon Jurassic Park or Annihilation. Oh, and the author of Annihilation is Jeff Vendermeer. Thank you. Yes. It's something Dutch. Yes. Great series of books. Um really recommend if you're looking for like an unsettling read. How many of them are there? It's a trilogy. Ah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, cool. Sweet. Go forth and, and read slash read the novelization or the novel. Read the book. Read the read You the joked Jurassic about it and now it's stuck I, that way in your brain. I, I, I <laughs> ruined. Uh, well on that note, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed hearing us talk about Big Monkey today. Yeah. Um, Big Monk. We're we're in the pocket of Big Monkey. Um, sorry, Big Ape. I can't I gotta make sure I got that right. You're not getting your check this week. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> They pay us in peanuts. Uh, Do apes like peanuts? I hope so. Pay us peanuts is the joke. I'm turning off. Oh, man. Okay, well, uh, you can, <laughs> if you're listening to this, and if we do, in fact, release it, you can find us at GarbagePod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Aaron, where can the people find you? You can find me at my Twitter if you like. I do uh, have monkey posts occasionally, <laughs> ape posts. Um, and I tweet about the natural world, what is left of it. Uh, so you can find me at Macklebase, M-A-C-L-E-B-A-S-S. And you can find me at Dick R. Navis. That's Dick, like Richard, R, like the letter, and Navis, like Navis. Um, Spectacular. <laughs> uh, I really thought something would come to me. Um, I mostly just yell about the environment there. Uh, and uh, I, I can't believe I didn't mention this. We watched King Kong as part of our April series. Where oh, we yes. This is our April crowning 
episode. Yeah. I think we watched uh, yeah twenty different eight movies, something like that. I enjoyed my time, and I will return. But yeah, that... I'm gonna I'm gonna spell garbage pod just in case. It's G A R T B A G E pod. Yeah. Garbage. It's fun to say and hear. And I hope that you'll join us next time for another pile of garbage. Everybody. Bye.